A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to uh, the latest episode of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host, and... uh, Yet another bumper episode for you, but this episode is very, very different. Uh, I am currently in an airport in the Middle East heading uh, over to Europe, and uh, Chris is obviously back in Australia. Um, So this weekend, we've actually got a special episode, which is a complete cruise review of uh, a cruise experience on board Holland America Line in Alaska. Uh, so we'll be bringing you that in just uh, a second. So uh, thanks to our friends, uh, Paul and Carol Love to Travel for sharing their experience. And if you yourself, you would like to share a cruise review, you can get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show in the top right-hand corner, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, the same way you can send in some listener questions for either myself or Chris as well. Uh, a number of you have done so, and uh, Chris will be back next week to uh, answer many of those with you. But uh, let's uh, get the show on the road. We've got about an hour of chatting all things cruise, all things Holland America, and particularly all things Alaska. Enjoy the show. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. I am very, very excited to talk to. Uh, We met very, very briefly when they were in Fremantle earlier this year, but I have been secretly stalking them on socials for quite some time. Paul and Carol love to travel. Welcome to the Big Cruise Podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. All right, then. (laughs) We should. (laughs) Uh, Now, of course, you were cruising in Australia earlier this year. You had that uh, beautiful experience on board Azamara. That's right. And uh, you've since built, or not just since, you've been obviously working on this for some time, but uh, congratulations on ticking over 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you very it's much. been an um, exciting couple of weeks actually because mm. we hit 5 million views and then hit 20,000. So we were chuffed to bits. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you do a really, really good job. One of the things I love about you guys is you, you are genuinely honest. You, you tell the 
what appears to be the the truth. If you don't like something, you say it, but you don't hold a grudge. You move on and you you find something else to enjoy in in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Now, today we're talking all about your most recent experience. In fact, you've just got back from a bucket list trip to Canada, Alaska. Yes. A place that is very, very uh, fond in my heart, particularly Alaska. Um, and I really wanted to just get your experience. It has been quite some time since I cruised in Alaska, uh, but it wasn't Hong Kong America. And for the benefit of the listeners, I previously represented Hong Kong America down here in Australia. Uh, so it's a, a brand that I do hold dear. And uh, I know you have cruised in Hong Kong America before, but really wanted to get your your thoughts. But before we get to the cruise of Alaska, uh, just tell us a little bit about your journey through the Rockies and, of course, that little special moment on board the Rocky Mountaineer. Yeah. Well, uh, we started our trip uh, flying from Heathrow into Calgary, uh, where we went straight actually to Banff, where we um, stayed at a hotel for, was it three nights in Banff? I think it was, wasn't it? Three nights, but we got there quite late Yeah, the day. So we had sort of two, four days and three nights. Yeah, and Banff is just one of those places that you see in the brochures and you think it can't be that beautiful, but it actually is. It's absolutely stunning. Um, It's a very busy place, very popular because it is so beautiful, but a great town that's got a bit of life nightlife hasn't it it's got some we had some fantastic meals out and met up with one of our patrons which was lovely kevin who um lives in calgary and that was great for him yeah it was it was it was brilliant and um then we moved then on we were doing coach tours um in between we were with a tour with titan travel uk and right from the start you're with a tour sort of leader and every time that you sort of move from place to place, it's like an excursion. And it was really good, wasn't it? Because yeah. we, we would see a little bit of, of Banff uh, the days that we were there. We would go on excursion to Banff National Park, which was absolutely stunning, before we got to Jasper. <laughs> you don't want to discuss Banff National Park. When we were in Banff National Park, <laughs> Carol went on um, what they call a um, gondola, I believe. Yeah. But we call a cable car. Yeah. <laughs> you thought we going on the water. Would you know? I, I did. I thought, oh, it's been just like Venice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, who wants to do the gondola ride? Yes, I please, thought, oh. Carol said. And then when we got there, Carol's like, this isn't a gondola ride. No. And I thought, you know what? Because I, I had a terrible problem with heights for quite a few years yeah. now, haven't I? I never used to. And it just came all of a sudden. I thought, I'm going to get over my fear of heights. Um, and I got on this little metal bucket <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, going up this huge mountain and I it didn't it didn't get over my fear it actually I got to the top and I was just in a bit of um you were a gibbering wreck I was a gibbering wreck (laughs) so because it was so high um and then I had to come back down again which was like oh my gosh but um but the views actually once I was up there for about half an hour so I was able to sort of peek over the edges and Paul Paul went around and took all the photography and did all the GoPro stuff that we use for our vlogs mm-hmm. and the views it was just absolutely was amazing, amazing. Um, it's just getting up and down isn't it <laughs> that was the issue um, and then we also went to Columbia Icefields in Jasper didn't we which yeah. was just magical oh, yeah. we walked on the glacier um, before we then got to um, it was in Jasper that we got on the Rocky Mountaineer yeah. wasn't it and that was a real bonus because I've dreamt of doing the Rocky Mountaineer for a long, long time. And mm-hmm. we, when we booked, we the, you could book silver class or you can book gold class on the Rocky Mountaineer. Yep. 
we obviously wanted to book gold class, um, but it was fully booked. So oh, I thought, no. oh, well, it's the dates that we can do. Let's do silver and we'll still have a really good time. Um, and to compensate for that, Paul went a bit mad and said, well, let's have a Neptune suite on the cruise ship then to compensate. <laughs> So um, we got to the Rocky Mountaineer to, to board very excitingly. And all of a sudden, we were directed to one of the double deckers because basically the difference on the Rocky Mountaineer between gold and silver is you have a two-level uh, two carriage, don't you, for mm-hmm. gold. So you've got better views and you have a dining room and sort of gold leaf service. But I, I said to Paul, this isn't right. We're being led to a gold leaf carriage and we've paid for silver. So I said to the guy, I said, look, I said, I think we're in the wrong place. He said, oh, no, no. He said, it's a, it's a good day for you all today because the silver leaf carriage had issues. Oh, um, really? There was some technical issues. So the whole carriage has been upgraded to gold. <laughs> so we were like, oh, my. <laughs> so we were so <laughs> chuffed. Um, and that experience was just amazing, wasn't it, Paulie? I mean, it wasn't a full upgrade because um, the people who had paid for gold, who were in different carriages, mm-hmm. they got um, a, a better menu, um, more drinks choices. And when they had their meals, they would actually go downstairs to the dining room, whereas yep. we were served in our seats. But, I mean, the seats were fantastic. Yeah. You were, there was about four foot between you and the seat in front. They were full leather, reclining, yep. heated seats. It, yeah. was, uh, it was fabulous. The service on there was just absolutely <coughs> um, superb. So I, we definitely, we thought, is it going to be as good as that people make out? And do you know what it was? It exceeded our expectations, yeah, didn't it? it? it and amazing. the views um, go, going through the Rockies is just breathtaking. Oh, brilliant. Spoiled, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and that took us to Kamloops, didn't it? And we stayed well, overnight in Kamloops. Yeah, it's a, it's a two. You're on the train for two. It's about ten hours a day. Yeah, and we stayed in a place called Kamloops overnight, and then back to the train the following morning to get to Vancouver. Yeah, it's a funny, funny little town, isn't it? It's literally just a stopover place. Yeah, it's very bizarre because it's as well. Canada's um, Canada's a beautiful, beautiful country, but it's so diverse. And Kamloops is actually in a part of what they call the desert, where it gets extreme hot. Temperatures extreme heat in and the, extreme cold. yeah, and extreme cold in the winter is very, wow. very bizarre. Um, but just definitely a commuter town. But it looked um, like a giant trading estate, didn't it? It did. It was, it, wasn't, <laughs> it was one of the very, very few places we went to that wasn't very attractive. No, that's okay. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And then the Rocky Mountain took us to Vancouver, where we were there for one night before we got on the Honda America Coningsdam. So that was a brilliant start to the mm. trip. We wondered how we would cope with being on actually an organised tour because we're very much, we do our own thing. Yeah. And um, at times it was hard getting up at the morning and say, right, you've got to meet at Apple State because we're going here, there and everywhere. Uh, but we managed it. And actually, if we had done it ourselves, I don't think we would have seen half of what we did. No. Yeah. And you probably did it. Comfort zone, definitely. It did. <laughs> you probably did the right way as well because that first part's quite busy. You're moving a lot and you're changing hotels and then obviously at the end you get to unpack that last time and relax and enjoy yeah. the, the inside passage yeah we definitely did do it the right way around the only thing i would change next, last time i wish i'd organized the suitcases better because you're living out of a suitcase and every day it was like well, where's this, yeah. where's this? <laughs> but that was the only frustrating thing but apart from that i would definitely definitely uh recommend an escorted tour and in fact we're looking at more now aren't we we've just been googling um so well one of the things that i would love to do is go from right from new york right over to san francisco los angeles on a, a train come journey so we're, oh, we're yeah. looking at doing that um hopefully in the future at some point 
Awesome. And that's the other beauty of your channel. It isn't all just cruise. You you do generally just to love to travel on anything and everything. And you've got such a variety of different uh, content on there. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so let's kick off uh, this cruise. Now, you were cruising on board the Koningsdam, which, of yeah. course, is a Pinnacle-class ship. And as you touched on there, you had a, a beautiful Neptune suite. We did. So uh, before we get on that ship, just talk us through the process of going through Canada Place, because I know from experience it can be uh, very easy and simple, and sometimes there can be quite a few delays. So how long did it take you to get from, say, curbside up the gangway and onto the ship? It was definitely the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre because, obviously, uh, there was princess ships in, mm-hmm. and there was uh, obviously our ship in, and it's like everyone goes to the same place, which was very um, odd to us because when we cruise from the UK, each terminal has its own for, yeah. for each company. So we found that very confusing to start, yeah. didn't we? Even though we were the tour group and, you know, we were being led wherever, we thought this is just weird. And then <laughs> you sort of, Princess and Holland America then got split off once you'd got through like security, wasn't yeah. it? Through all the immigration <clears throat> um, side of things. So... Um, and it wasn't traumatic. It was it was busy. It was uh, fairly slow, wasn't it? But it wasn't. Obviously, we had our Neptune suite, so we were had priority boarding, so we were able to go and we got on a little bit quicker than others, but not much, was no. it? Once we got to us, the trouble is, is your priority priority boarding doesn't start until you're probably three quarters of the way through the process. Right. Yep. Oh, it's only that last bit that you really find the benefit, which which was a shame. But um, but the trouble is, our tour guide because she's trying to keep everybody together. She's like, "Oh no, we all stay together," and it's like, "Oh no, we don't no. all stay together." <laughs> we, we pay the king's ransom for a suite, and we want to get every benefit that we can get yeah. out of it. I think um, at the end we were talking because we got to know so many people on the tour, so many lovely people, and said, "Oh, we got nicknamed, which we weren't aware of at the time, where they called us the Rule Breakers because every time they." T- <laughs> say something and we think well no we, you can't because obviously we've, we've cruised that was our 48th cruise mm-hmm. so we've cruised a lot so we we you know you know how things work and think yep. well no we don't need to do that but we will do it in our way and i think our tour operator found it a little bit frustrated but she was fine so well you know particularly when you paid for priority yeah. boards and you're not going to wait right. with everyone else are you but she no, would exactly. always say things to us like um like if you were meeting she'd say oh so we'll meet at 9 30 for quarter to 10 and I'm thinking, well, is it 9.30 or is it quarter to 10? <laughs> well, we get there about 20 to 10. And there'll be like some people, just be 9.30. You've been late. 9.30, late. you're late again. It's like, no, it's quarter to 10, mate. All we did have done is study for a quarter of an hour. So yeah. now we went and got to stand here for five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good on you. <laughs> now, uh, talk us through this beautiful suite of yours. It was amazing. We booked um, an aft corner Neptune suite because we knew, obviously, with Alaska, it was all about the views and going through Glacier Bay, and it was so worth the extra money. Not because of just that, but the the balcony was amazing. The suite, as a suite goes, um, we haven't we've only done one suite before, which was separated into a separate lounge and a, a bedroom. Oh, so yeah. this was just one big cabin, um, which was which was perfect for yeah, us, it was, wasn't it? It's fabulous, but it didn't have the wow factor. Because we, I think the suite we stayed in was on a saga ship, and, yeah. that, and that was spectacular. Yeah. Right. But this didn't have the way the the bathroom was amazing. You had a massive shower and a jacuzzi bath in your yeah. bathroom, two his and her sinks, yeah, all that sort of stuff. But the you didn't go in there and being like totally blown away, even though it was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. 
But what did blow you away is when you went out on the balcony and yeah. it was because it was a um, corner, you had half of the back of the ship and obviously about 20 foot up the side of the ship as exactly. well. So it was, wow. And the service, I think what's what was so good about the Neptune suite was having the Neptune lounge where you had the concierge. Yeah. We had two lovely um, people looking after us, didn't we? That there were no trouble, anything that you wanted, not that we needed much, but they were just there if you had some queries and stuff. And you yeah. had that lounge where you could go and get um, drinks and some food if you wanted to. And you can always, you can drink, you can drink, you can eat in the um, the orange. Club orange. Club orange. Yep dining room so it's a very civilized you don't have to queue to get in the dining room etc and that was um new to us wasn't it yeah. eating in a in a, a, a specified area so the actual experience of being in a neptune suite was was brilliant yeah, it was, yeah. and we definitely sadly we can't afford it every time but um if we were going to do an itinerary such as alaska again or somewhere that's yep. pretty spectacular when you've got you want to be out on your balcony a lot then we would definitely do yeah. that wouldn't we Makes sense perfectly. Now we're just about to uh, dis- uh, start that again. We're just about to leave Vancouver, but of course, on any cruise, we have to undertake the mandatory lifeboat drill. Now things have changed yeah. a little bit since COVID. How is Hal handling this nowadays? Thankfully, they they've kept in the electronic, um, oh, you know, watch yes. TV, and then go into uh, the muster station to obviously scan your cruise card and we were we're delighted at that because um some cruise lines now have bought in going back and standing out on the deck isn't it and i think that's just madness but um yeah so holland america we were we were really pleased with that excellent and how was your first evening on board where did you uh venture for your first meal we went to club orange um because we wanted to try it out and it was absolutely fantastic the food on holland america is excellent. It's super. Just for anybody who doesn't know what Club Orange is, uh, you you can do your breakfast and evening meal there. You don't have to book. Um, you just turn up whenever you know within the specified times, and it's virtually the same menu as you would get in the main dining room. But there's a couple of speciality items oh, okay. that are in the main dining room. Yeah, but because it's so much more, um. Like a well, I'm trying to think of a word, like you know, so, so much more personal experience, yeah. And because waiters and waitresses have got more time on their hands, yeah, they can give you more of their time and give you, you know, and then they make you feel spectacular, Special. yeah. So, and and so it is most of the stuff you get is the same as you'll get anywhere else, but it's just that extra, you know, the service. And mm-hmm. by day two, there's probably 10 members of staff working in there, and by day two, every one of them. No, it's it's yeah, it's it's excellent. But the food across the board on Holland America, um, well, on the New Amsterdam, we had great food, didn't we? Where we went to the Caribbean earlier in the year, and on Coningsdam, it was it was excellent. We were very very impressed. We had um speciality. We did. You're getting away from. Oh, sorry, sorry. You ask us a question, (laughs) we'll carry on. She's off now. So no, no, carry on. You're on a mission with food. Let's hear about it. Okay, so um, specialty dining because we had a we booked to have it all fair. Mm-hmm. You got um, Wi-Fi, didn't you? And you got no. You got drinks and a specialty restaurant. One specialty restaurant included in your fare. Yeah, and we chose to take that in Tamarind, which was oh, yeah. our favourite restaurant on New Amsterdam. But we did have a slightly different experience in 
on Conning's Dam. And I think it's partly due to the layout of the restaurant. And our table was between the bar and the other tables. And it was really noisy. And right. the service was very rushed, which was a bit disappointing. But on the flip side of that, we went to Rudy's, which is yep. um, fairly new to Conning America, I believe. He was on Princess, that a- wasn't he? He does do Princess as well, yeah. But on yeah. this ship, is it a dedicated restaurant for Rudy? Or do they take over the Pinnacle Grill one night? No, no, it's no, a dedicated restaurant. Oh, okay. It was, it was absolutely spectacular. One of the, we all said, because we, we were cruising with friends. We were cruising with the Cruising Canucks and our two friends, mm-hmm. uh, Mark and Marie Travel from the UK. Yep. So um, we ate in there. Um, well, the four of us ate, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was absolutely spectacular. The service and the food. Paul had a lobster, well, a lobster tail. And I've never seen anything so big. I had my first <laughs> halibut. Um, which was absolutely delicious. And after that, we got, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. We got invited on a galley and we she can't finish one story no, without starting another. <laughs> finish the story. Oh, finish the story. I didn't realize how big a halibut is because I'd never seen yeah, one massive, before. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's um, not something that we tend to eat a lot in the no. UK, is it? Uh, but no, but the food on Holland America uh, was was excellent. So Seldom Air is obviously very seafood and fish focused. Yeah, there was a couple of meat options on there. Yeah, because Jerry, who's one of the crews in Canucks, he's not um, a fishy type person. And I'm not mega into fish, mm-hmm. but I, I still had, I had calamari to start, which was superb. And they said the lobster tail, I think it was 12 ounces. Oh, so wow. That's like three quarters of a pound. And it yeah. was a monster. It was. I thought they caught a mermaid and put on me place. <laughs> it was just so pretty yeah. how they, you know, dressed it. It was, a, it was fabulous. Awesome. And uh, how about the Lido? Did you uh, venture up there at all? We had um, the burger. What was it called? The No, actually in the Lido because the burger place is outside the Lido. Oh, the Lido buffet. Yeah. Um, yes, we did. We went there a few times. Um, and I don't think we went there at all for a, for a for late dinner. Night. We didn't. We went there a couple of times for lunch because Club Orange was so good that we decided yeah. when we weren't doing speciality, we stuck with Club Orange. But we had yeah. some nice lunches up at the Lido, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Oh, good. And just go back to Club Orange for a second. Is it just part of the main dining room or is there a, like a dining room annex that they're using for that? No, it's a totally, a totally separate, separate restaurant. restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I know on um, we've got friends at the moment that are on the Nordam and they're yep. d- stayed in a Neptune suite and they said that that's part of the main restaurant. Um, no, it's a totally different just next to Rudy Seldomir, it's just it's by out. Ocean's yeah. Bar, but it's a right. totally separate restaurant. Now, of course, uh, Alaska is known for its uh, beautiful scenery and uh, all the wildlife that's as an abundance there. Your itinerary will see you going from Vancouver to Juneau to Ketchikan, Skagway and Glacier Bay. Let's uh, take each of these ports, tell us what you did um, and what your okay. favourite moment was in that port. Well, we started in Janau, didn't we? And we is had... it Juno or Janau? Janau? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we booked actually a whale watching excursion. So uh, we went on that. And prior to getting on, we went to the Mendenhall Glacier. Mendenhall oh, yep, yep. Glacier, yeah. yeah. So we walked through the forest area, wasn't it, with a fabulous guy called Zoe, who was only a young girl, but so knowledgeable, talked to us about all of the foliage and the mosses, and, and it was fascinating. She had a bear spray on her, just in case a bear appeared, but thankfully, 
not thankfully. We were hoping one did. It was one of those things when you're in Alaska, you want to see a bear, but it's a bit scary. You don't it? want to be too close. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, and that was very interesting. And once we'd done that, we were back on this uh, little bus and they took us to our, our boat that took us out uh, whale watching. And they were saying, you know, look, we're hoping that we will see some today. Um, and do you know how many we've seen? Go on, oh, don't know. 21. Oh, really? It was absolutely, they said, you you are one of the luckiest groups we've had. There's a, well, at the moment, there was a start of a special time in Janelle where the whales do what they call bubble. Bubble net feeding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was just pods of these whales, wherever you looked, yeah. wasn't there, doing this um, amazing sort of dance. And, and they even put, um, the captain put a little microphone in the water and said, listen to this, because what happens is the the female whale will sing. And then what oh. happens is the other whales will start swimming around in circles, creating lots of bubbles to confuse the fish. Right. And once the, the female whale stops singing, then all the whales come up out of the water, then they dive down to eat all the fish. And oh. I, I'm just talking about now, and I'm getting goosebumps, because it was, <laughs> you know, one of those moments in your life where you're sat there and you thought, oh, my God, this is special. Yep. It was absolutely uh, amazing to see. And we just didn't see it once, did we? We've seen it about... Oh, loads of times. Gosh, lost count of the time. And then, obviously, with the tails that come up, or the flukes, as they're called, as we've yep. learned. And we also learned about the identification of them, didn't we? Yeah, the... The whale tails, no two whale tails, it's like a fingerprint, are the same. Oh, okay. So can be identified by the markings on their tails. So yeah. when they come up, the top of their tails pretty much are universal. They all look the same. But it's when they flick their tail up, it's so it's almost got markings like butterfly wings, haven't they? It's, it's real yeah. sort of fascinating. But And then Zoe got this book out because of the amount we saw. Yeah. And it was like, and what they do is they over the years they've taken photos and they've named these whales right but when they see them again they say oh that's like you know that's mildred or that's doris or whatever <laughs> it might be but it was oh, yeah it was fascinating it was yeah so do you know that that was a full day uh we managed to get back and we thought we wanted we've always heard about the red dog saloon we thought oh, yeah. it's a bit cheesy but we've got to go there because we don't know if we're coming back and we'd heard about these duck farts i don't know if you've heard of them is that a cocktail yeah, well, well it, it's a shot. Well, it really. is a cot. It's a it's a triple shot. Carol had heard about them, and unusually for Carol, she hadn't done any research. No, so apparently, <laughs> I've got to do this duck fart drink when we get to the Red Dog Saloon. And you go in there, and it is it was absolutely packed. There was a guy singing like a um, sort of country and westerny type. Yeah, thing. it was and, very very funny. Yeah, he was funny. And the decor in there is like you've never seen anything like it. There's <laughs> about brilliant. three. There's about three inches of sawdust on the floor. <laughs> and then when we got served, I, I had a beer, and Carl said, well, I'm going to try a duck fart. So when they bring these drinks out, it's actually um, a triple shot. So there's there's Baileys. Kahlua. Kahlua. And then on the top is um, the Canadian, what's it? Um, Crown Royal. Yeah. Which is a All Canadian right. whiskey. Yeah, yep. And the waitress, there's a little rhyme, but I won't say it because... You'd have to leave that. But it's like quack quack, knock this back. back. <laughs> Insert a word in there. And the reason they you they say that is because if you knock it back in one, all the three drinks mix together in your mouth, and it's actually really nice. But Carol, she 
She follows, she follows my dear old mum, who my mum could never knock a drink back. She's like sippy sippy, and Carol's the same. So of course, Carol starts sipping this drink, oh. and it's just pure Crane Royal whiskey. Oh, so it's going on and on. I said, "Oh, for God's sake, mate, just knock it back." So eventually, she went like that, and the face she pulled. And what made it even better? The singer stopped the song he was singing and looked across the panel and said, "That your first duck fart." <laughs> And the whole of the bar was yeah. looking at her. So it was like, but I tried one and because I knocked it straight down, I thought it was really nice. But yeah. <laughs> So by then it was getting on sort of half past seven at night and we thought we've got to get back to the ship because we were sailing away about half eight, nine, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah. that was a great day in uh, Janelle. We thought, hey, are we going to beat this? Yeah. Um, and then our next port was Skagway. Yep. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, we did in Skagway, we did a thing called... Um, the White Pass Railway. Oh, yeah, yep. So, but what we decided to do, you could go up and back on the railway or you could do a coach to the top. Yep. And then get the railway back. And then when you got to the bottom, the coach picked you back up and took you to these other places. So mm-hmm. we did that. I mean, the view, and what's nice, the views going up in the coach, you're like one side of the valley. And then when you're on the train, you're the other side of the valley. So it's a totally different yep. perspective of what you're looking at. And it was it was like a proper oak because this was known as a narrow gauge railway. So a normal gauge railway in Britain is four foot eight and a half. Carol's looking at me absolutely horrified now that I know this stuff. <laughs> narrow gauge railway is three foot. Yep. It sort of makes them a little bit more wobbly, if anything, as well. <laughs> but it was absolutely fascinating. The view yeah. you get coming down the pass was just spectacular Fabulous. it was a, there was a few times where it was almost on a par with the rocky mountain air how yeah. good it was it oh, was wow. just absolutely bonkers you do get quite close to the edge yeah. though so i just had to close my eyes yeah, a few those bits. and you, what you can do like you can on the rocky mountain air is you can go out of the train and they've got viewing platforms in between the carriages yeah, yep. so you can be outside yeah, and which get, is, get a proper experience yeah. as well and then when we got to the bottom they took us to this um place called Lawyersville. Yes, and it was um, and it was a tented village when the the gold rush. I'm throwing all these facts in there. The gold rush of 1897, <laughs> and I've yeah, got yeah. nothing written down. I can assure you, um, <laughs> 1897. When people were coming to the gold rush, they ended up going to Skagway, but the nearest gold was 500 miles away. Yeah, it was the other side of the hill, wasn't it? Yeah, they'd yeah. been misinformed. So there was actually a tented village in Skagway. And they reckon there was about 120,000 people in this tented village. So, of course, then they started building places and yep. there was bars and there was a brothel and there was a cookhouse and there was this, that and the other. So we went there. They put us a bit of a show on. Then we did some panning for gold. Yeah, we did. And that was, like, really amusing. Did you and find any? And then, and, well, they, they, what they do is they give you the, the pan with the dirt already in it. And they said, what we've done is we've put some gold in there for you. But I mean, this gold, I think if you <laughs> had about 7,000 times the amount we had, it would have been worth about 50 pence. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it was still fascinating to find the gold. And then they give you a little bag to put it in. Yes. And, and then we did this um, salmon bake, which they put like a big sort of uh, barbecue-y yeah, which is And then back on the bus. And then the last stop was... The Red Onion the Brothel. Red, the Red Onion <laughs> yep, Brothel, <laughs> which um, is a museum dedicated to this Red Onion Brothel, which started 
you know, during the gold rush. Yep. And what was interesting is the the lady who gave the tour, they're all dressed up as, you know, in the saloon girls. As saloon yeah. girls and it was fascinating. And they said that um Skagway got the vote for women twenty years earlier than anywhere else in America. Really? Because they became so powerful because they were earning so much money <laughs> that after they'd worked there for a short amount of time, they had enough money to start their own businesses in a more mainstream, you know, whether it be a dress yep. shop or, you know, a, a cafe or whatever. And they, and she said, still to this day, 60% of businesses in Skagway are owned by women. Yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. So that passed down over 100 years. It was years. really so it was interesting, re- really wasn't interesting, it? Yeah. Really, really interesting. And Skagway, to walk around, is a fabulous town. Um, it just, it's, it's like, like walking around a Wild West saloon, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. We found it because we've never been to anywhere like that. We no. we we loved it. It was it like was... being in a theme park almost, wasn't it? Everything it was, was so it... sort of regimented. But yeah, we had a, we had a couple of beers with our friends because they got a few breweries there. And yeah, some yep. of the beer was better than others, I have to say. But that's uh... right. <laughs> that was another great day in yeah, Skagway. Yeah, when I went to Skagway, we did the White Pass. We didn't do the train. We did the minibus up. And then we went uh, horse riding, and then we went kayaking on a glacial-fed lake. And unfortunately, oh, wow. I fell out of that kayak and had to spend oh, no. the rest of the day in freezing cold clothes. Wow. God. But it was so impressive. Yeah, yeah. And then our next port was Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. where we decided that we were going to do the Lumberjack show because we thought, we know it's going to be a bit cheesy and stuff, but we'd heard yep. some really good things about it and we'd never done anything like that before. So we went to that and you know what? It was it was great fun. But also these guys are so talented. Um, it was really, really impressive. It's nothing to do with the fact that all of them was pretty good looking and well, had massive arms and stuff. Like, <laughs> nothing to do with that at all. It was very, it was very pleasant to watch. Yeah. <laughs> very pleasing on the eye. But yeah. I mean, the, the level of skill on show with all of them was yeah, fantastic. And it was, was such a well-put-together, funny show yeah. that we would... Re- and it was about 30, 35... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very it wasn't expensive. expensive. And I would recommend that. I know it sounds like, oh, you know, very touristy, which it obviously is. Yeah. But it's just one of them. It's an hour out of your day, and I think you'll enjoy every minute of your Yeah, exactly. And did it rain? Because it's about 99% no. chance of raining. No, do you oh, know, we've we had rain. fantastic weather... We had a bit of rain um, one day. Where was that? I think that was when we were at sea, wasn't it? No, we had rain when we um, when we went to Glacier Bay. It, it was drizzly in the morning, just the morning, as we yeah. were going in, but thankfully it cleared. But no, all through our trip, we had really, really good weather, so we were very, very lucky. Oh, brilliant. Now, you mm. did touch on uh, Glacier Bay there, so let's hear about uh, your, your experience uh, viewing the glaciers of Glacier Bay. Oh, it's it just was rubbish. Oh from my that. god, it's just magical, <laughs> isn't it? It's just like it's like going to another world. It was just, um, it was so eerie when we were going in, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was drizzly, and you're thinking, oh no, we're not going to be able to see all the glasses. And then you start seeing these, um, well, they're just everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you're getting like massive lumps of ice floating past. Yeah, and, and lots of seals. And that was where that Neptune suite properly paid for itself. Yeah, because it did. It was absolutely. We were. We must have been out there for about six hours. I rang. Yeah. Yep. And it was brilliant. Yeah. And you know, and then what was good as well is they had a, a lady come on board, and she was doing a talk. So she she was using the cameras on the ship. So the you know the bow and yep uh, the pointy bit. <laughs> I know. I know about ships. <laughs> Where's the bow? Uh, 
stern and stem to stern, yeah, whatever, you know, front and back. <laughs> so then she would say, right, if you look to your left, you'll see so-and-so, so-and-so. And then if you look to your right, you'll see um, yeah. all these, like, seals. So we had and our TV on on full volume, didn't we, so with we our door it. open, yeah. which was brilliant. So she's pointing out all the stuff, but there was hundreds of seals went past. Yeah. And then when we got to the Marjorie Glacier, which is oh, obviously... Yep the jewel in the crown and i thought mm-hmm. well carol likes to take without exaggeration five thousand photos a day <laughs> to the point where i want to strangle her so i'm there and luckily i've got my insta 360 which i'm just holding up in the air and i don't know if you're familiar with the insta 360 but it's got a lens front and back all right yeah so yep with this recording if this happened you've got it yep because it just sees everything. So I'm there looking straight at the glacier, and then Carl's like, oh, turn around, honey, turn around, let's have a selfie. <laughs> so she's facing the wrong way, and the glacier starts coughing. Oh, really? And she's not even looking. And I thought, <laughs> well, well, I did turn there, around and see it. Well, yeah, because of the noise it made. I yeah, thought, well, have you ever heard it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's mad, isn't it's, yeah. it's really quite eerie and so, so loud. And that was just a magical moment again, wasn't it? But did you learn your lesson about taking too many photos? Well, no. If we <laughs> hadn't taken a photo, we wouldn't have been able to send one to Bath, would we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it wasn't the one you sent because I wasn't even looking at you because I said, would you want to turn around and look at this? So and whose job is it to edit their photos and choose me. what you use? <laughs> well, Paul does the 360 stuff. Um, you've only had that about five months or so, haven't you? Yeah, not very long. Um, I tend to do all the uh, the other stuff. Right, I messaged so. it on my phone at the minute. I've got an app on my phone, but I've, a few people I've spoken to said, you need to download some software to a laptop. Yeah. Because you, you it just, you can do so much more with it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I need to do that. But yeah, I obviously got the footage of that. And what was fabulous as well is we, the people in the Neptune suite below us, they had about six, we had Jerry and Jill Canuck round. Yeah. And, um, they had about eight people on their balcony below us. And when the glacier started coughing, it was just almost like everywhere you could hear was these like exclamations the of joy. joy. Yeah, it yeah. was it amazing. Was, it was just so, it was fantastic. It was. It? We didn't want to leave then. And when you when you do spend a lot of time, they're just very, very slowly yeah. turning around. The ship does a full 360. And then when you start moving away, it's like, no, let's stay here for <laughs> longer. But it was, yeah, that was just a magical, magical yeah. day. Well, that is the beauty of Hal and Alaska because a lot of cruise lines literally just poke their nose into Glacier Bay. But as you know, you, you get you the best part of a full day there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we because we yeah because that's a good point because when we as we were approaching one of we we encountered about three princess ships on our oh, yeah. over the week. Yeah, and one of them as we were going in that was coming out. Yeah, but we were going in about half past nine in the morning, so they couldn't have had nowhere near the amount of time we had in there because they were yeah, already it leaving. Was early. It was, if you remember, they said, "Oh, we're going to start seeing stuff about whatever," and you woke up and you said, "Oh, there's already big lumps of ice and all floating past." Yeah, true. You know, true. we might not have been in front of Marjorie, but the yeah, actual, yeah, I don't in. know what the technical term is, but yeah, so they wouldn't have had nowhere near as long there as we did. Mm. Mm, it's the the grandfather rights they refer to. Yeah, with Holland America, because they're the original that would go into Alaska, aren't they? Yeah, before it was even known as Alaska. What was it known as before then? That was part of Russia. And then the Americans brought it for a pittance. Yeah, of course it was. And then they found the oil and the gold. The rest is history. Exactly. (laughs) Now let's get back on board the ship. Let's let's hear more about the, the public spaces, the lounges, the flow of people. 
Um, Coningsdam has a... Uh, we love live music and we love entertainment. Coningsdam has the Music Walk, which has, in essence, three venues, hasn't it? Yeah. It's got the um, Billboard on Board, which is like the Julian Pianos. It's got... <laughs> King's Blues Club, and it's got the Rolling Stone Rock Room. Yep. Now, Paul loves rock music, and the first night we went there, the band, I must say, are probably after all the cruises we've done, are one of the best rock bands we've ever seen. Absolutely spectacular. And to get Paul out of the Rolling Stone Rock Room was it there impossible <laughs> after the first night. That's because they weren't nearly the best one we'd ever seen. They were the best. There was me and our friends Mark and Marie, and we would get in there. They would do three shows a night. And we did go to the other shows. Yeah. And to be fair, the other shows were good, but they were nowhere near as good as the Rolling Stone Rock Room Band, as they yeah. were called. Right. Yeah. Absolutely bonkersly good. And when we were talking about rock, I mean, they did do some random stuff, like they did some Beastie Boys and stuff like yeah. that. But there was a lot of stuff, you know, from like Brian Adams to Bon Jovi and some they sort were of, excellent. And they were absolutely, what was it, five-piece. Five yeah, they all and were very talented. They did three shows a night, and they didn't repeat a song until the sixth night. Oh, really? Yeah. So I thought, so that was... Yeah, something like eleven hours they played Brilliant. without repeating a song. I think with them, if you love live music, Holland America is a really good line. If you love big production shows like you can get on like Princess or Piano or um, other cruise lines, then Holland America isn't for you because their theatre shows are very sort of um, a, a little bit different than what you would normally find on what we call like the conventional cruise lines. I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed them. They're very dance orientated. Um, that's because they said what they got as a dance crew. No, they had a four. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. They, yes. did. they had four people singing who were very, very good. Um, but you won't get the big sort of West End type shows that we've come to yeah. expect on certain yeah. cruise, well, on lines. Most cruise lines. Yeah. I mean, even with the addition of the four singers, the four singers and the six dancers never appeared together. They did oh. on the last, oh, on the la- on the last They did night. like a roadhouse on the last like a, night, yeah. like a pop-up roadhouse, yeah. and that was really good. But in the actual theatre area, which is called the World Stage, I believe, yeah, yep. they never. So when the dance troupe were on, they would dance. They were excellent. They would dance to backing music. I got to be honest. We I watched the first show they did purely because we went to the captain did a bit of a spiel, yeah, a spiel, and. Betty Sue or whatever her name was, who was a cruise director, but they're not called cruise directors on Holland America. No, they're called. Um, I don't know so they did a chat, manager. and then it meant there was only about five minutes before the show started, and it was a really, really good show. Yeah, but I, I need more than. Yeah. Paul loves to see the bigger shows. Yeah. I think that's one of the key messages we've come back from Holland America is if you're someone that looks loves you know that, that big entertainment element and you like to party till the early hours. Holland America is that's not what Holland America are about. Yeah. They're, you know, by sort of midnight, most things are, are closing, and to get a beer after one o'clock is near impossible. So yeah. we say to people, you know, if you want, that's what you want to do, um, then Holland America. But what they actually do, they do very well, don't oh, yeah. they? And they even even if you go on the Daily Planner, um, it'll say so and so bar open from six in the evening till close. Well, when's close? <laughs> yeah. we had, we had a drink the one night in one of the bars and he said oh this is the this is the last one now and we're like well where can we go which sounds like we're alcoholics man but they said it's <laughs> about 12 o'clock so i said where can we go for a beer then they said oh go to the casino the casino's open till three so we went to the casino went to the bar and but it was about 10 past 12 
we got a drink and the barman said, okay, then that's it. And he shut the bar. And But the so casino that, was really busy. But the, but the casino oh, really? was packed. Yeah, so, so it, it was a bit strange, the bar opening hours. It wasn't the end of the world, yeah. but it was, um, yeah. if you like to have a, if you want to go to a disco or yeah. something like that, which a lot of people do, don't they? they like party until the early hours, then um, you won't get that on Collingsdown. They did have a disco in the BB King's Yeah, but it was, club, didn't go on until But it was, it was well yeah. finished by 11, half past 11, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, when because the entertainment is all in those three areas, it can be, feel very congested, right? Um, okay. Which we thought it was that yeah. we were saying that full capacity, and it did feel quite congested. And if you wanted to have a quiet beer, you could find um, a few places, but not a not huge many, amount. No. There was a place called the Oceans Bar, which actually uh, was a lovely bar area that we um, would just if you just want to sit and chat close to the atrium, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so not huge, lots of different, you know, if you go on Carnival, there's bars everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't find that on Holland America. But um, but we still had a fabulous, fabulous cruise. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. Yeah, we would definitely cruise with Holland America again. Yeah. Now, as you say, it's, it's never been known for its entertainment. It's all about the service, um, yeah. the food and the destination, really. Yeah, and enrichment, enrichment mm. talks, you know, there are lots of them. You could go to yeah. three or four a day. It was, so it's very, very educational. Um, yeah, so what they offer, like you say, that's what it's about, isn't it? Food and enrichment. Well, I did like the quizzes they had as well, because at the start of the quiz, the lady doing the quiz said, and just remember that I'm always right. And she was asking, <laughs> she was asking these questions, and every day, me and my our friends Mark and Marie, who were very, very smart, to be fair, when it comes to quizzing, we look at each other and say, "That's not right." But <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the one that stood out was when the Beatles split up in 1974. What was Paul McCartney's first band called? And I thought, well, the Beatles split up in 1970. <laughs> and Paul McCartney's first band, Wings, was formed in 1971. So if, if they can't get the question right, how are you supposed to get the answer right? Yeah, but I think that's just... Yeah. Um... And she said that... Um, what was the other one? It was somebody made a, a sauce for King George or the whatever, like hundreds of years ago. What's it called? What? And what's the sauce called? Called? And we thought, well, what sauces have been about for years? So it's like, well, it ain't going to be tomato ketchup. It could be brown sauce, but that's known as Houses of Parliament sauce. Yeah, yeah. So it probably could be Worcester sauce or Worcestershire sauce, as we call yeah. it. But obviously anybody outside England can't say Worcestershire. They say Worcestershire. <laughs> but, and she said the answer is A1 steak sauce. And that's not <laughs> even <laughs> <English>. <laughs> We're like, no, and everyone's like, no. <laughs> we did well, have great well, fun. While Paul was going to do all the quizzes and all the stuff in the ship, I was either led in my jacuzzi bath in the suite or sat on the balcony just admiring the view. And that's the oh, beauty in it, cruising. Yeah, there's yeah. so much going on that you can do. There's always something to do. Yeah, as little or as much as you want. Exactly. Now, is BBC Earth still on board Holland America and Alaska? They used to do a... Uh, like a video presentation, yeah, with, which was supported wasn't. by classic orchestras. Yeah. Well, the Lincoln, the Lincoln, Lincoln centres. There was no Lincoln Centre, so there was no classical band on ah. the one we did. New Amsterdam. On New Amsterdam, there was. They had the Lincoln Centre, and they did the BBC Earth yeah. presentation because I went. Paul didn't go to it. I went to it, and it was absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, they, were, 
They've done, gone, done away with the Lincoln Centre, which I'm surprised actually. When we were on the New Amsterdam, that was always packed. It was packed yeah, every night. Always yeah. packed. Um, yeah. So that's a, a change. I don't know if that's unique to that pinnacle class or just to Coningsdam. Mm, interesting. I'll have to ask a few questions. Mm. Now, if you could choose one place on the ship that was your absolute favourite, where would it be? I've already already answered Our balcony on the Neptune Street. (laughs) Carol's Carol's the balcony for Carol, and it's the Rolling Stone rock ring for me. Fair enough. Um, Well, what we did a couple of times is we tried to do all three venues, because what they would do is between the Billboard Onboard and Rolling Stone rock room, they're side by side. Yep. So one would do a 45-minute show, and then when that would finish, the other one would do a 45-minute show, and then, you know, back to the beginning. So they'd do three shows each. Yep. And a couple of times we'd swap between them. But by about day three, you could still hear all the music being played, even if you stayed in the rock room. Uh-huh. So if we had a front row seat, we wouldn't even bother to leave, much to Carol's like, oh, is this is this it then for the rest of the night? <laughs> yes, <man." laughs> And then so she would go off and say, well, actually, I might go off and see if, what the sunset's yeah, like. Yeah, I'd go for a walk around the promenade. Yeah. Or, they had a nice, there's a nice sort of indoor pool, um, which has got a retractable roof, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really nice area, but it used to get so hot. I think as we were having such hot weather in Alaska, yeah. um, that was a nice area. But we sat in there a few times, yeah. didn't we? And that was... Um, that was nice. By the deli two... bar, the deli bar as well was a great yeah. place for food, wasn't it? It was two story as well. It was two story, yeah. 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 Um, there was a lot of families on there, which we were quite surprised at. Um, I think Holland America are attracting more families now, where we didn't expect that, did we? No. Uh, on a cruise to Alaska, but um, but not that that was an issue. But it was yeah. um, so that was obviously quite busy all the time with with families in the indoor pool. And you touched on the entertainment director. Yes. Do some people think that a cruise director or an entertainment director can kind of elegate your cruise to the next level? Um, did this person on Holland America do this in this instance for you? I think with what, I forgot her name, Betty, Betty Sue. I she was say. very involved with all the enrichment yeah. style oh, yeah. type thing. So the from what we're used to as a cruise director that's sort of quite loud and gregarious and, yep. and very chatty, that wasn't what was presented on, on the Coningsdam. But I think what she did was wherever we were, her her we went to a few shows in the of her explaining about Alaska. Yeah. She had very good excellent presentation skills. And so for enrichment of that, I think she was she was excellent. If you're looking for someone that's going to be popping up around the ship for a for a chat and having mm-hmm. a bit of fun, then no. But I don't think that's what Holland America yeah. um yeah. I think is it's about. Per- it's perfectly in keeping, like you said, of what Holland America is about. If you go on the majority of cruise lines, the cruise director, he's the guy that comes on before the show. He tells a couple yeah. of jokes, takes the mickey out of people. Yeah. He might have his own show where yeah. he'll sing some songs and tell some jokes. You'll always see him popping up around the ship. Yeah. Whereas Holland and America, I couldn't even tell you that. Well, that, I think it sums up perfectly. The one we did on the New Amsterdam, if. You... Claire was her name on your oh, was Amsterdam. That? Oh, well, I couldn't even tell you what yeah, her name was. Yeah, because I went to a few of her Only because I tend to go to Paul's. <laughs> She pours a creature of habit. I've got no enrichment. That's what she's trying to say. <laughs> and I love things like that. I love learning something new. So yeah. um, I would get more involved in things yeah. like that than you would. And then I'd make Carol tell me when she got Exactly. <laughs> so you still learn it. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, if the executives from Holland America happen to be listening to this uh, episode, is there anything you would like to say, good, bad, or indifferent to them about your experience? We would just like to say um, thanks for a fabulous, fabulous time. The, do you know what, what we noticed on Holland America? We've had some, after 48 cruises, we've had some uh, cruises that have had, um, we've had some majority of excellent time. However, we have noticed that sometimes you can go on ships and the crew can be up against it and, they, and they're not always the happiest. And we've yeah. found that a few, haven't we, since, yeah. particularly since COVID. And, and I know the cruise industry have been struggling and we get that. Yeah. But what we've noticed, like we did when we were on the Morella cruise in June, um, this was a really happy ship. And it was it was so lovely walking around the ship because all the staff spoke to you, had time to talk to you. They seemed genuinely happy to be there. And we got talking to a lovely officer and she was saying that she'd worked with a few other companies. And she said, this is my company I'm going to retire on. She said, because mm-hmm. um, I'm just so happy and everyone's happy. And you, um, it, you could feel that around the yeah. ship. But bearing in mind, she was only in her 30s. So it wasn't like, like 68 saying, I'm going to retire. No, exactly. I like see myself being here for life. And I think that's an observation that we all came away with, didn't we? We had oh, super, not that. just because we were in the Neptune suite in Club Orange, outside of that, the service that we had around the ship and the the smiles and the happy staff really made yeah. it a very enjoyable week. Yeah, I think um, back in the day on the, the old Amsterdam, there used to be three generations of the same family all working on, on the ship. And I think that really just, said that yeah. people oh, well. genuinely enjoyed what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. And it is, and like I said, we, when we spoke to people, um, oh, how long have you been working for Holland America? And it was always like eight years, yeah. 11 years, 12 yeah. years. Yep. That's always a great sign, yeah. isn't it? It is, it is. Now, I've had you for nearly an hour, so let's wrap things up. But before we do so, I've just got a little um, speed speed question. Um, so just whatever comes into your head, um, and you can both yeah. answer it differently if you want to. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sunset, yeah. Because I don't have to get up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Day at sea or culture ashore? Ooh. Both. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say culture ashore. Yeah. Cause, yep. Oh, that's a hard one. It depends on the destination, really, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. I do love uh, tra- travel insurance, or I'll take my check. Oh, definitely, oh, definitely travel, travel insurance. insurance every time. I think we got. I think we We've, got what's known as belt and braces because we got two lots of travel we insurance. Have, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me because you used to be a nurse on board a cruise ship, didn't you? I did. I did in the early nineties. So, um, in fact, some tales to tell from there. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Lots. In fact, we're off. It's Paul's birthday. Um, in August, well, we're in August now, aren't we? Yeah. And we're off to uh, New York to, and I'm actually catching up with um, one of the girls, an American girl that I used to work with on this. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, that was a great, uh, great experience. Awesome. Mojito or peppermint tea? Mojito. Mojito. <laughs> Turn left every time or easy jet is just fine? We've oh, never we've never turned left. No, we would love to turn we're left. Just looking at, we were just looking at our flights to fly out to New York. They oh, said, yeah. would you like to bid for an upgrade? And I said to Carol, I said, well, that doesn't sound too bad. It was like um, from, it was like £1,050 to go to first class on Virgin to fly to New York. But as soon as you go click through, it's almost saying to you, if you... Bid a thousand and fifty pound. You might as well not even bother to waste your time. <laughs> oh, so it you tells you if it's a good bid or a bad bid. 
Yeah. yeah. So you've got to get up to about two and a half grand. But having said that, I mean, we've looked at flights where, you know, it's like bonkers money to get first class. So <laughs> even yeah. if you went max bid at two and a half grand, but it's still five grand, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's Hopefully another... one day we'll yeah, turn left. Yeah. Exactly. Put it out into the universe. It'll come back eventually. Yeah. Exactly. And lastly, it's my shout. We're heading to the crow's nest. Who's drinking what? I'll have a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. I'm, I say universally known, that sounds a bit sort of whatever, but <laughs> for the people, that, the, the people that know and follow our blogs, my drink of choice is Thatcher's Gold Cider. Mm-hmm. But there's very, very few cruise lines, Cunard do and P&O do, but there's very, very few cruise lines that stock Thatcher's Gold, which is a proper West Country cider, not yeah, yeah. far from where I live. So I usually drink lager. So it'll either be lager or it'll be bourbon and diet coke very good well i've really enjoyed this like so just living through your whole america cruise in alaska has been fabulous i did just want to remind the listeners though you guys are up for uh, passengers favorite cruise influencer in the wave awards how can we get behind you and how can we uh, help you get that award yeah, on our if you you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you'll see we've got posts there of where the link that you could go through. We've also on our YouTube channel, um, we've got in the comments a link that you can click through to to vote for us. Yeah, we feel very honoured. We got to the the last eight with some very very uh, huge bloggers, and and our channel is a very small in comparison. Yeah. So so we feel very very. Um, this is second year running as well. So yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so if you could uh, just go yeah. to vote for us, it's, it does close the 15th of September. Um, but if you enjoy what we do, then then that would be very much appreciated. And even if you don't enjoy what we do, still vote for us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes of this episode as well. Thank you. Paul and Carol, absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much for sharing your experience. And uh, best of luck in the award. Let's uh, head forward to even more sub-downloads. Yes, thank you very much. It's been great. I yeah, can't thanks, believe it's nearly an hour. Us, That's yeah. mad, isn't it? So uh, yeah, thank you yeah. for inviting us on. We much appreciate it. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.